Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast. I'm Sabrina Perry, and I'm here with Shelly Corbett, and we're back for another one of our themed episodes. This time, we challenged ourselves and the community to take seasonal toy photos using hashtag TP underscore seasonal. To my horror, pun definitely intended. Uh, whether it was from Spice Lattes to Spiky Demons, from Samhain to Dia de los Muertos, from Tricks to Treats, and from Mischief Night to Angels Night, we got through it. So, how are you doing today, Shelly? Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. Much better now that this particular challenge is behind us. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just am so afraid, like, uh, I don't know. There's, I'm just afraid. <laughs> About? I, it's, sometimes topics are very, very hard for me to wrap my head around and to wrap, like, fo- like photo, toy photo ideas with. And particularly, like, Halloween is one of those things that is just, like, hard for me to, like, do themes for. <laughs> I, I hear you. It's it's definitely not my favorite theme, but it seems to every year come around where everyone is just drags out their Halloween themed horror themed toys with wild abandon. And, and I just uh, want to run for the covers. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is for me is that I like Halloween. Like I like dressing up and I like um, I always had fun like going trick or treating. But the other thing is, like, I'm not particularly fond of horror films or being scared. (laughs) And so um, that part of this type of, like, the season where everything's, like, dark and dreary and then, like, with weather changing and it just being, like, I'm just so tired and, like, you just get kind of sad because it gets colder I guess around here anywhere where I'm from and so like that all of it is just hard and then the other thing is it's if I because I tend to do the thing where I deep dive like I don't like to deep dive into horror films yeah I can see I can see how that that would uh be somewhat problematic but at least you like the holiday so where I'm coming from, not only do I not enjoy horror movies, horror films, horror anything, anything that's going to have me on the edge of my seat, not interested. I like my yeah. my entertainment light and fluffy. Uh, and, but, you know, I like it to make me think. But my me and my family, we are not into Halloween at all and have really never embraced it. We've tried. We have given it the old college try on many occasions, but it just never, ever seems to stick. So, yeah, I, I can't get into the, the the deck. I don't know. My neighborhood's very festive right now, and I do appreciate that. And it is fun to walk the dog and yeah. admire everyone's decorations. But, yeah, everything else about the holiday is like, no. So this was actually a really hard challenge for me and I feel really good that I had three photos which is like almost a record for for the month of October and Halloween related so yes nice nice <laughs> I'm better at it now how so uh Halloween is my husband's birthday my my husband's birthday was is Halloween uh so his favorite movie is Halloween uh and he likes 
B movies, uh, like horror B movies and like all that kind of everything that goes along with it, except for he doesn't really tend to like, he doesn't like dressing up and like trick or treating, but like everything else, which is all the opposite things of what I like about Halloween um, is he likes that. And so um, I have become better at enjoying horror movies and like, uh, I went to a haunted house for the first time like this year with him because that's what he wanted to do. So I got better at it. I'm better at it now. And so or like I'm a little bit better at watching like horror movies. And so I think that has kind of helped at the same time. Well, that's excellent that he's helping you sort of rewrite your own experiences with horror in yeah. a fun and, and what a great day to have a birthday. I mean, it's like every birthday is a freaking party. So yeah. that's like the best. Yeah. It seems to me that the community, though, is a little closer to your husband than the community is closer to us in, on the spectrum because yeah. the community seems to, at least the photos that were posted, embrace the holiday. Yeah. So what do you uh what do you think about that i well yeah i think well halloween is is fun it's fun to dress up to be someone that you're not um it's fun to like dress up at like in costumes and match your friends or match your significant other or whatever and go to a party and you know go together as like bacon and eggs or something it's fun to be everyone's a crayon like it's fun to kind of do those things because that is like what represents together and then like the other side of that is um for like the historical things were for what halloween or what things mean around halloween like the history that's based on which is like the celtic were in the Celts, like, in Samhain where they like celebrate their dead and like Dios de los muertos which is you know, uh, Spanish and Mexican, which is part of like, um, you know, a cat like a Catholic or a Christian tradition, which is All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which is like November first and the second. Um, but that all kind of stems from like the Celts and Samhain and like the Romans and their um, tradition of. Uh, wow, I can't. I don't know even how know how to pronounce it. Um, but the Romans have something similar where they celebrate uh, their dead around the same time. And so all of those things are about, you know, life and death and then celebrating like those who have passed before you. And so a lot of other traditions when it comes to Halloween and those kind of things are like remembering who you've lost. Which I think is great I, on, on a larger scale. I, I, I think that's beautiful and it really embraces yeah. the fact that death is a part of life, which yeah. is to me is is something we don't talk enough about or acknowledge but i didn't really see that reflected in the photos up to november 1st so i think i definitely saw photos more around that idea of remembering the dead around those specific holidays but before that it was just a horror show yeah i and i don't know if it's because like through through the years or uh whatever that like you know mary shelley and frankenstein and like that coming back to life and those kind of monsters or psycho and michael myers and like the slasher films and all of those are 
kind of based on those because it like twists on the idea that things are coming to life which is what toy photography is if you're you know trying to bring things to life and so maybe on some some other level like that is like all of it is toy photography you know all of the toy photography or whatever is doing that bringing things to life halloween thing all the time yeah, but your 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 toys don't actually get a knife out and stab you. Okay, that's, that's a big difference. That's, that's kind of like that's a different. True. But I mean, toy photography and Halloween, I think, go really well together because you can do studio. You can get out yeah. your atmosphere aerosol. You can have. You can do fun lighting. You can do dark atmospheric scenes. You can uh, spooky that spooky lighting. You can get your spider and your cobwebs out and yeah you and can do silhouettes you could yeah the silhouettes are lovely but okay but we didn't do a challenge around halloween turns out checking out the hashtags there were i counted seven other challenges within the community that were very yeah. specifically around halloween ours was seasonal because right. uh because we have lots of people in our community who are in the Southern Hemisphere. For them, it's right. moving into spring, which is a very different feel than what we're moving into, which is moving into fall and things are dying back as they do. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if I saw that reflected at the more general seasonal. People really, when they think about October, they really hone in on that Halloween aspect and the horror. Yeah. So is that because the toys is that is that because that's what the toys are that we have that are available to us? Um, I, maybe or like you just maybe if you are gravitating towards or you've bought horror movie or like horror type toys and your page isn't always filled with horror <clears throat> like some people's are, then you would. Maybe in October, do Halloween because a that's to let loose. Yeah, that's when everyone else is doing it, right? Like, yeah, like you said, there was like seven other challenges where every day you could challenge yourself to do, like, take a ghost photo, take a photo with the color orange, take a photo of Halloween candy, take a photo of like a old Halloween classic horror movie, take a sci-fi, take a take a haunted house, take a grave, you know, just all of the different types of specific ones specific to like Halloween and not seasonal, but Halloween itself or like the things that people think about Halloween. Uh, you really had that with all the other challenges like um, Second Plastic did one, Artist Benito did one, Termaline did one, um, Stephanie and Scott did one for the SBN network. So all of those hashtags like had one like little prompt for you every day where um you could just do that and other people were doing that so i think if if it's you're following the other toy photographers you see that they're doing this one you would also do it too there was a definitely if you're looking for inspiration to get going in your toy photography or you're like out of don't really have a lot of ideas at any given moment that there was a lot of prompts and inspiration and areas that you could like creatively get going, jumpstart you off to, off all those. But I didn't hear in there 
kicking the the leaves or playing in the uh, I don't know. There's just like seasonal. I mean, what 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 does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's more to the season than just there was a couple pumpkin spice latte, which I know that's yeah. pretty much a U.S. thing. Um, there was definitely uh, some really lovely photos around darkness and depression because I think that very much comes up for people this time of year with the less light. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't see any springtime photos for from our Australian friends. So what was up with that? I uh, Because... I guess like I was saying is like everyone so like everyone around the world celebrates Halloween because it's not like it's specific to like um a like a religion or like some sort of part of the world it's like a like a more all world sort of thing I guess seasonal is as well because it's like every doesn't matter what day you're in it's a, a season like you're in a season but I think what it is is like connectively as a tissue it's like everyone kind of knows about Halloween and celebrates in one form or another that's why the maybe it's Halloween it's Dia de los Muertos like it's all those other things that I listed at the beginning but like at the same time it's it's all at the same time yeah, I, I I hear that. I hear that 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 cultural influence runs through a lot for a lot of people's culture, uh, and those ideas of death and rebirth. But the specific Americanized get dressed up, go door to door, uh, and beg for candy. That's that's only hit the rest of the world recently. That's and not every not every country does that insanity. Okay, I mean. I don't know because I, I guess from I guess because I'm from America, so I don't really know that. But I also know that like the history of Halloween is from the other countries, and it was brought here. It's it's it was brought to America from like Greece and Rome and from like the Vikings. So like so like those things are not from america okay we're not gonna go down that road because then i'm gonna get on my liberal soapbox and just okay. explain that everything in america unless it's from native american culture Fine. is imported but okay so let's move on so, okay so well, like a sc- scratch that whatever scratch that, like that doesn't necessarily need to be in the podcast what i just said but like but like like what i just said anyway about like it coming from other places but at the like i guess that's what it is right it's just like from everywhere and it's like a shared like a shared thought not yeah. maybe not trick or treating but like it's like everyone has death in their life so like it's not like that's like like a thing that isn't for like that it's not that it's for everyone cuz people enjoy that but like it's a thing that uh as humans everyone goes through yeah, and absolutely. so it's like yeah. a, it's like a, that's like the thread that connects. And so when people are thinking about Halloween and like horror, it scares you because like a lot of people are afraid to die. A lot of people are afraid of the dark. A lot of people are afraid of bugs and spiders. Well, we didn't so, challenge like, people to take a Halloween photo. No, no, but like the season itself just implies, or I think people are thinking that's what it implied. Oh man, it's a. Okay, so my my goal, <laughs> my hope 
when we do these challenges <laughs> is to make them broad enough that people can bring their own aesthetic to yes. it. And if you're into horror, then great. Show us your horror photos. And if you're into Halloween and trick-or-treating, definitely saw some super cute ones like that. But it would have been really lovely to also have seen some some, some other ways that we can interpret this season. Um, and I guess that's why I was attracted to um, Doug and Matthew, uh, that they both had went into depression and both of their images. So uh, Matthew Wyatt had did a series of three of just, and they're super hard to read on my phone. Got it. Love Instagram for that. But just the the emotional connection of the oh. darkness and the oppression in those photos was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, he captured like what you you feel when the weather is changing to that colder weather where the days are shorter and you are tired and you know sad. Yeah, and you don't he even captured you... that. Like you can't even like feel creative or like really get out of that yeah even music is uh was no was no panacea for him i mean it's just in that last photo of just the the guitar laid aside no music so i yeah. think a lot of I, I i would imagine this time of the year a lot of people would struggle with that yeah sadness it just said like he really captured that sort of feeling of um darkness or like what you feel when you're when it's not sunny outside anymore yeah it wasn't the only black and white i mean i think that was i don't think his image was totally black and white there was todd had done a really nice black and white with frankenstein and then there was doug's black and black on black figure on a black background that was just beautifully dark in its silhouette and then uh Jeannie didn't she do a black and white as well? One of her, the she, one with the moon? The yeah, moon. I know it's not black and white, but it's really muted with, col- like, t- with the Sally, with the Sally, um, with the Sally photo uh, from Nightmare Before, before Christmas. The Nightmare which, Before Yeah, yeah Nightmare that, Before Christmas. So it was that like was a, nice. It was nice. I like, she did a series of photos too that were not as dark. Well, do we want to talk about uh, Janie's and A-N-A-J-E images just being out of focus and also her story or are we good with just the Harvest Moon one? I think we should talk about her a little bit, just that it's not in focus and that is a creative choice, which personally I respect. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It kind of does. Um, e- how do you it's e-n-a-j-e underscore photos images images oh my gosh okay so janie roth does uh like we were talking about she does the sal she has the nightmare before christmas sally photos and she they're not all in focus but i like them because it still invokes that same sort of feeling of it is it is in an image what you kind of feel during the time that like during this season of uh when it gets colder if that makes sense 
Yeah, they're very, I mean, her images aren't in focus. They're, they're very atmospheric. They're very simple, but they're going more for an emotion than, and and I think a pretty subtle emotion. But what's nice about them is it just shows that so much can be read within an image when it's out of focus. It doesn't have to be this crisp, sharp. I don't know. They're very, there's, they have an innocence and a playfulness to it. And I'm, really appreciating that these days i don't know why i feel like i'm going backwards you're going backwards yeah and what i like i mean i so when one of the workshops that i that i run is like i'm a beginning toy photographies workshop just to get people who kind of like been nibbling around the edges interested in toy photography but they don't know where to start and so part of what i've been doing is showing all sorts of different examples of what has been done in the past. So I've been digging deep into people's threat into their photos to see what they've been doing. Okay. And it's just having watched the community get more and more and more complicated in their, their effects in camera effects to these, that to the point where it's like, I'm, it's just too much. And I, and I'm like, I'm finding myself gravitating towards images that are like just a simple toy in a beautiful setting or you're not even a beautiful setting, but just beautifully lit and just, just sort of pleasant. But I, I, maybe it's just because it's going against type and it feels fresh again. So I, so that's one of the reasons why I like her images and also um, Nicole, she did a couple really nice images for this as well. This tiny, this dot tiny dot world, just, I mean, they're just simple setups, nothing, Nothing over the top, no fancy this, that, other thing. And it's just, I don't know. I like that, I guess. What yeah. can I say? It's a good photo. Sometimes you just like a good photo. I, I, I get it. I agree. I agree. Sometimes if you get too complicated, um, it would take away. Yeah, it's like, does it serve, does it, does the effect serve the story? And I think with Halloween, you can really, um, you can go way over the top with effects and to the point where the story is lost. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, uh, yeah, ba- Balance and Toys, too. He also did a lot of, like, Godzilla silhouettes, which I really enjoyed. I love a good silhouette. I can't do one for my life. So whenever I see one pull one off, I'm always like, oh, I just love the simplicity of that. Just, just so pleasant to see roll across the screen. Yeah, I like shadows. Like shadows and silhouettes are always, I always really like them. And I think um, there's a lot of really good ones in this hashtag TP underscore seasonal. Yeah, it's just, I... I guess what I would, I hope when we do these challenges that just helps people or inspires them to think outside the box and maybe move against what is whatever the current current is in the community, because there definitely is a current that drag that inspires people to everyone go in a certain direction. And so, and I just hope that we can create a little bit of space that people can create images that are more personal and important to them. I mean, that's great if you want to do photos that are, that are, I, I don't know. What is the hip thing these days in studio, uh, led background, lots of atmosphere, aerosol, colored lights, blue and red, 
crazy angles. Isn't that kind of what we're all doing now? Oh, with fancy dioramas. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just like to do different things. So it's just whatever I want to try, I guess. So like, I don't know if I'm normal or, or not when it, when it comes to that kind of stuff or you know, following trends just well, that's why i like your work sabrina is because you definitely do follow <laughs> your own drummer you're 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 telling your personal stories they're coming from a place that's that is important to you you're talking about experiences that you've had and you're expressing that in your work and i i think that's great because we learn a little bit more about you every time i, I appreciate that it, it's one of those things too where I guess, like, that's where I just draw inspiration from, or I think every, I think to some extent everyone is doing that when they, like, make a photo, because it's, like, what are your, what is influenced by you? I don't know what quote it is, but they say that, like, you're basically, I guess this goes back to, like, that identity, like, Spider-Man, I have Spider-Man podcast, where um i talk about like oh like all of these things that are around you as well like influence you so like if i see something then maybe i'll like list that in the back of my mind as something i might want to add to a photo or like uh what i would want to pick up whether it is like making like a gravestone like um dave debaramica had an article on where how to make gravestones out of foam and so i did that and i made one and then i also made like a fountain to add, like, put a Lego on top to make it part of, like, a little, like, old fountain thing, like, in a cemetery. And so I just take, little, like, little small things that you see or even, like, what kind of movies or horror or, like, seasonal films, like, fall movies do inspire you, the little tiny scenes in those things, and that would kind of affect the way, like, I post a thing or, like, what I take a photo of. That's very much a steal, like an artist mindset. And yeah. and Phil had done a post in October about using pop culture to inspire your uh, your creative. Yeah, it was a great post. But what I loved about it most, not only just his whole thought process, but his idea book where he had just yeah. pulled all these different ideas together and made like a... I like a mood board for a particular image and yeah. then let it percolate. And then it came out into that super beautiful image with the, I don't even know what that figure is. I asked about it. He told me, um, uh, mechanical person thing. And it's just, it's just so lovely. Yeah. But how, that, that's also using the pop culture and horror movies but when it went through his filter it came out totally different it doesn't feel like a it horror does. movie to doesn't feel like a, hor a horror still to me it feels like something that you've seen before but it's totally different um when it comes out of like phil or whoever else is filtering that and then putting it into their work yeah i think that's probably what I liked about some of the images that we've we've talked about here, and there definitely were some definitely some other fabulous ones in the seasonal uh, hashtag that were just people who had just stepped outside the box a little bit. Yeah, or or like I enjoy that they would take a story that's kind is kind of familiar to you, and then would 
kind of change it in a way. Um, I think Terry, I think she did a photo that was like, um, the, <laughs> she did like a Groot photo, but it was like Groot going into the grandmother's house. And I don't know if it's like if they're actually trick or treating, but what it remind I like it probably is like a trick or treating photo. But what it reminds me of is like, um, Little Red Riding Hood, in that she's like going into someone's house and like there's a grandmother there. It like seems like an image I've seen, and that's probably not even what the story is in her photo. Like it's just like oh you're trick or treating and you're Groot, but how? what it reminds me of is like an image that I see when someone is telling a story of like little red riding hood going to like her grandmother's house, but then she sees the wolf. That is, that's the joy of doing work with these little toys is that you get these multiple layers of symbolism and they tie into people's experiences with other imagery that we've seen in other stories in in our past which is and then you get those layers and everyone's right. always talking about getting layers with your photography how do you get layers how do you tell a story and i'm like we are working in this crazy little hobby that literally layers and stories are just handed to us on a silver platter we just have to figure out how to do it but it's all there we just have to go does that make any sense or am i just got way out no <laughs> no, I, I, no, it com- it makes a lot of sense. Like you would take something that someone knows or has like a little idea of, and then maybe they've never seen like the exorcist, but they've seen the guy walking into the light, like with the house and the, the shadows and the light is like highlighting the priest walking in the door with a suitcase like you've maybe not seen the exorcist but you have seen that image or you've seen other people imitate that image and other things like the simpsons or or in toy photography or in like another thing maybe it's two different characters but you've seen that shot just like you've seen people floating above beds or like like a weird silhouette coming out of the shadow. Like you've seen Nosferatu coming out of like a doorway in the dark, but some other things could be coming out of the door. Batman, Mothman, a lot of mans, I guess. But like, <laughs> but like you see, you've seen those photos. And then like, if you as a toy photographer are influenced by that, like you could just randomly put like any figure in there. And that would be someone, something seen, something, you know, works something that tells a story, but you're telling a new story. That's what the prompts are about. That's what like being influenced by other people is about, I guess, like other images and other things and just taking it all together and then filtering it out of yourself and then making new images. What's fun about having all these different prompts coming from all these different people and communities is that you can plug into whichever one makes the most sense for you because they all have a slightly different take and they're going to be, I mean, we are coming at it from a very particular viewpoint, me hating the holidays, you (laughs) love hating horror, but loving the holidays. So we're going to definitely think farther outside the box than someone that's more traditional, like, 
um, artist Benito's 13 Days of Halloween, which was really specifically Halloween horror related. Yeah. So it's like everybody has their own take on it. So maybe that's kind of what's fun about and why Halloween is so popular as a challenge. And this, this October is a big challenge month. I don't think it, the only other month that I can think of it is this draws as much attention as December. Yeah. Because it's also another big holiday month, which is another month that I want to just go hide under the covers about. But maybe that one's more like hide behind the tree. Um, <laughs> It's just, it gets overwhelming these, but it's yeah. something that, that crosses, like you said, crosses culture and yeah. cross, cultural and, and countries and borders. And it's, th- these are holidays that sort of unite us. Yeah. Thanks. And then, yeah, like, I, like, like I said earlier with Halloween, it's not like there's no one that has not encountered like a thing they're afraid of. Unless you're super brave (laughs) or like there isn't like, it's like rare that you found someone who's like not really afraid of anything or like hasn't seen or even like heard a myth or like a ghost tale or like any of those things that come with Halloween or around those themes about like death and coming back to life like all those things all those things or whatever like people have encountered it and so like there's no way to like get around it okay so you're saying that all I'm thinking is the three images I did yeah was uh actually did four but one of them pumpkin spice yeah and then one of them is a xenomorph on the bike Yes. And then the, alien and the, and the other one is the, is the skeleton being lifted out of the water by the butterflies. Okay. So one is all about pumpkin spice, which I've never had a pumpkin spice latte and we'll never go there. Just <laughs> like, I'm like, no way. So are we like, am I like trying to diffuse my, my own angst here? And then the xenomorph, that movie is what drove me out of theaters and watching any scary movie ever, ever, ever again. No. So I'm like trying to come to peace with that particular character. And then the last one is just, you know, mortality is just always out there. So trying to come up to terms with that. So am I, am I like processing my own angst here? Sabrina, what do you think? I mean, maybe because maybe we both did because similar to you, I took a, um, I took a skeleton photo in a great, well, I took a, like several skeleton photos. I took a skeleton photo that was like kind of based on a a Bansky image. (laughs) um i took a uh i took like two photo like a photo of like angel's night so uh i'm from the city of detroit and so in detroit the day before halloween is devil's night which they changed the name of to angel's night because for a long time in like the 60s and the 70s um the people would celebrate the trick more than the treat if, if so in like the east coast which apparently this is an east coast thing which i didn't really know it was an east coast thing i knew that devil's night was like a, a detroit kind of thing but I, it's based on this thing called mischief night which is like uh basically when there's like a lot of crime like the day before halloween and so uh when i was growing up they changed the name to angel's night because they wanted to promote peace and um in the community and 
have people try and do good things and outreach. And so that's why it's called Angel's Night. So I did an Angel's Night, Devil's Night photo. I did a skeleton photo. Uh, I did a Michael Myers photo for my husband and his uh, Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) For my husband and Halloween. And then the last one I did is is a, a photo I took when I was 16 of this doll that my family and I call the scary doll because it's very scary. I've had a haunted experience with it, which I'm not going to go into on this podcast, but um, I've been afraid of it ever since. And that's, that's definitely one of the reasons why I for a very long time didn't watch horror movies. Um, Why I have like a real adverse reaction to like taking like Halloween seasonal photos and stuff like that. And why I always am more about like the treat than like the, the trick. But yeah, that doll scared me. I posted a photo of it. I'm very uncomfortable with being on my page because kind of gives me anxiety. <laughs> You'll have but, to hide it soon because I think it's giving everybody anxiety. You're not the only one. People have been people have been commenting on it like that doll is very scary, and I'm like, you don't even know the half of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a lazy eye that opens up singularly, very slowly compared to the other one. When you stand it up, the eyes open. When you lie down, the eyes close. Like, there's a lot about it that just scares me on a like a aesthetic level. <laughs> so this that's interesting because it just makes me wonder if we can uh, d- separate these toys that surround us from our own experiences that we've had with the franchises that they come from or in the case of the doll your your childhood itself i mean is there a way to diffuse that or either play with it or play against it can you divorce the our our personal experiences from these characters i don't i don't know if that's possible because you're the one taking the photo so like when you see the picture like maybe for other people looking at it they won't see those things they'll just scroll through and be like that's a scary doll that's a cool xenomorph on a bike picture it's a really lovely photo of two skeletons who are still in love you know what i mean like even though it's death like or it's a that's a cool spider photo. Like for those, for those things, uh, you see it differently as a photographer and other people see it differently as the looker, the viewer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that people can infuse enough of their own, uh, either joy or angst, um, into their images that we, the viewer can also appreciate that or get a little bit of that, but yeah. It's still fun. It's still a great challenge. And I, I did know that the notice that our MeWe community took an even uh, even farther afield sort of challenge, and they called it uh, Octo, for short, for short short for October. And when they went to Octo, it turned up a whole bunch of images around the letter eight, the number eight. So, and then that turned into a... Uh, this amusing little countdown of images that will is on the blog that hopefully will, people will go and see and just check out all these other crazy images that people came up with around the number eight of all things. So challenges depends on who's throwing them out there and how people interpret them. You never know what's going to come up. Which is why I like them because they're, uh, you can really, they really make you think 
and you can really go anywhere with them and it's you just kind of don't know which i like but also it's one of those things where it's like you as the photographer really kind of introspect yourself or like like oh what am i gonna do and when you kind of think about what you know what photo you're gonna take whether i don't know if it was about like how you went about choosing like to take a xenomorph picture if you really were trying to do your get over the movie alien and then that's why you chose it to use or if it was like oh i've seen this like this is a cool toy that i want to take a picture of and then you used it in a photo or you know, you saw the image, like you saw an image of like butterflies lifting a skeleton out of the water. Um, you know, I've never seen two skeletons hugging each other in a grave. So like, where did I come up with that? I have no idea. Maybe that's what the challenges are for. They help us sort of access these ideas that might be below the surface that's giving them an opportunity to, to rise up and and then execute them. It's it's fun. I like them, but they 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 I I wonder do they serve the community? What do you think? I think so. I think it challenges people. I mean, the images that come out of it are always amazing to me. So I think that they do serve a purpose whether it just helps one person or even myself even though I didn't necessarily think that I was going to be able to do like a seasonal Halloween photo or a seasonal photo of October, like fall leaves. Like I thought about images, but then I couldn't really take those. I don't know why. Um, so <laughs> like I was like, Oh, like raking leaves, like the fall colors, like you know, Michigan is beautiful. And like in the fall with the fall colors and stuff. And I took actual regular photos in the fall, but not toy photos. Cause I just didn't know how to do that. Um, and I tried, but they didn't turn out the way like I wanted them to. And so I think they do kind of let you try different things, but again, they focus you in a way and they focus, they help just people who are just getting into it or even people who don't feel creative when the sun goes down too early, that it just kind of helps you that way. Okay. All right. That's good feedback. I'm also wondering though, is like next year, do we do another seasonal or... I mean, is it okay to keep repeating the same challenges year after year, or do we need to be more creative and think outside the box? Or do we just assume that there's enough turnover in the community that no one's going to notice? What do you think? I think it's okay to revisit. So maybe we do seasonal in a different season, and that would definitely change the focus. <laughs> like, if we did seasonal during, not when there's like a bigger or like extenuating holiday that like very much overwhelms like the season. <laughs> like if maybe if we did it in like March. Yeah. Everything's like Easter, you know, maybe next year we do something that's just like all um, silhouettes in October. That would be kind of cool. That yeah, that would be cool. Be seasonal. People could be as horror related as they want to be or not. But I don't know. It's just how how do how do we inspire other creatives to jump on the bandwagon and try different things? Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, I no. I think I think you people will get out of any specific challenge or any sort of specific like prompt 
individually it would affect you differently than like like a whole if you like if you like uh if you make a prompt that's like oh like the props that you get when you're like writing or like in school when they give you like a write a short story about something in your childhood so arbitrary everyone would come up with something different but like for some people it would be like an easier experience versus like other people and so i think with these challenges it's what you can, what you make out of it. Yeah, I, I agree. You got to embrace it and, and embrace the, the unknown and, and the creative process. And it's a little messy. And, and even if you take somebody else's photo and try to recreate it yourself, you're going to end up with something completely different. So what do you, what do we have next though? Cause we are like zoom. We're already into November. What are we going to do this month? Uh, this month we are revisiting a podcast theme, just like we were just talking about revisiting other podcast themes. Um, so we're revisiting a podcast theme from season two, episode number 61, Recreations. Uh, we want you to use the hashtag TP underscore revisit to join. Um, and we want you to go through your feed or maybe like redo a photo, but not, or an idea that you've posted or that you've attempted to take, or maybe you took it and you didn't like it, go ahead and give it another shot. Reimagine the shot, try it a different way, play around with it, explore what you can change about it. We want you to reforge it, reimagine it and make one of your old shots a new shot. I I think this is a great challenge is revisit an older photo because it really, not only does it, force you to rethink ideas and look through your feed and decide what works and what doesn't, but a chance to, to make something better. And also it gives you a really concrete, uh, physical view of how much you have improved as a photographer. So if it's something you did like even six months ago or six years ago, if you, if you have been doing the work, you are going to see market change in your second image. At least that's what we hope. Maybe you don't, but it's still, it's a great challenge to just think about that, those near misses and see if you can bring them to life in a new way. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a near miss. Maybe it's one of your favorite photos and you just want to try it again. Should I, I oh my, well, that's what happened to me is I took one of my favorite photos and I said, okay, I wonder what, what it's going to look like doing it with a lens baby lens. And I totally muffed it in a big way. I didn't even get the photo right. So I'm like, oh, well, that went backwards. So <laughs> there you go. It could go either way. Why not? Right? It, yeah. Just just give it, a, give it a try. Or like take an idea that you liked and then you just want to redo that idea because it might work for a different story. Or uh, if you want to just try from a different angle you could do that too or try different lenses try a different like color scheme lighting try different lighting or add something to take something away i don't know just revisit an old one i um i've done this a couple of times already because i was like oh let me see if my idea of this photo has changed (laughs) like it's, it literally was the same toys, but like, and it was the exact same position, but it turned out a little bit different. And I don't know which one I like better. But it was still, hopefully you found it to be an interesting exercise. Yeah, I it, 
I thought, I think it was one of those things where I realized that my thought process has changed. Cool. Well, that's, that's what we're hoping for with this particular challenge is just so be aware of how you as a photographer has changed and how you not only view toy photography, but how you think about it. And see if you can bring that to this revisited image. Can't wait to see what people do. Uh, you can also go back and listen to episode number 61 from season two with James and Christina, where they um, recreate their own photographs. They did a series where they also recreated each other's and then recreated like other artists. So you can listen to all three of those if you want an idea or you can just try it yourself and then go back and listen to them because they have some really good insights. Well, that sounds like an awesome challenge, and that was really good advice to head back and listen to some old podcasts if people haven't done that already. And thanks so much, Sabrina, for having me on to talk about uh, Halloween and seasonal and challenges and how they can jumpstart our creativity. So it's been a great discussion. Thank you. We all go a little mad sometimes. Just to quote Psycho at the end of this thing, don't forget, it's always okay to be afraid. Be very afraid. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm Sabrina Perry. And as always, I don't know how I always end this podcast. But anyway, uh, check out <laughs> check out MeWe. Find us on Instagram and the, the blog. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photoblog, or on Instagram, at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>